We interrupt this test pattern to bring you a Big Footy Blues podcast. We apologise to test pattern viewers and will endeavour to return you to normal programming as soon as possible. When egos broke up the band many, many years ago, many of us vowed that we would return when hell froze over. Well, the Western Bulldogs have won a premiership and Donald Trump as the US president-elect. It seems hell has indeed frozen over. I'm ODN and this is the Big Footy Blues podcast, post-season musings, drafts and trading podcast. Joining me tonight, Shandog. We're going to make Colton great again. We've got all the players, the best players. We know all the players. It's good. G'day, how you doing? And we're going to build a wall to keep them in. <laughs> <laughs> and Ferris B, how you going? Hello. Oh, good, uh, thank you. It's good to be back, and uh, it's nice to uh, get back into the swing of things. It's only taken half a season, so uh, let's kick it off, I think. You never rush these things, you know. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. Um, look. Just before we start talking about the ins and outs, which is why we're really here, um, six wins, five losses at the halfway point of the season. Some people were daring to dream. Um, we finished with a 7-15 and 15 record, and we had some pretty embarrassing losses along the way. But do we see that as a, the hour ending to the season as being an issue, or was our job already done, we'd already exceeded expectations, and we sort of just switched off a little bit, preparing maybe for a... Uh, I'm certainly not suggesting tanking, but uh, that we we weren't too interested in playing all the senior guys for the rest of the season and getting wins. It's more about it was more about development. Yeah, look, I, I think on on the face of it, um, you know, you'd say you're six and five halfway, and you start talking about the F word, and and then you 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 win one more game for the rest of the season. And, and you start the F word really came the out. The F word yeah. sure is it's, it's, it's slightly different F word. Um, so, look, from that perspective, the wins and losses, the second half of the season was, for me, pretty disappointing. Um, but there was enough in there. You know, the few uh, we pushed, I think it was Hawthorne, Sydney, and Geelong. I'm not sure the third one was. Uh, uh, West Coast. West Coast. We showed a bit there, I think, seven wins at the, be- um, at the beginning of the season, if you would have given it to most uh, Carlton fans and anyone non-Carlton would have said that is more than a pass. So I think overall the season was better than my expectations uh, from a wins perspective, from a team cohesion perspective. Uh, some of the kids, you know, weedering, just blowing us away. Um, so I think, look, I, for me, it was a good year, uh, you know, relatively speaking, it was a good year and I'm not too worried about the second half, to be honest. Yeah, so, I think yeah. I think it was more of a, it really did come across as like a, a two-sided sort of, uh, season for more than one reason, you know we had obviously the good first half, but that second half you really I don't think you can shy away from that it was really disappointing. To you can't lose nine games on the trot, was it, or something like that, and yeah. not sort of go yeah okay something something's gone wrong here. But of course there was like you said weedering, um, the, uh, the the stuff we saw from Charlie Kerno things like that that were really great green shoots. Um, and we're genuinely pretty exciting. So, 
you know, I think it comes down to a, definitely a pass mark for the season and a tick for Bolton in his first year. Excellent. Love what we saw. Um, and it's to be expected, some poor performances, I guess, in the second half of the season. But definitely a lot to work with. So, yeah, good and bad. We um, we saw the debut of Jack Silvani. Um, funnily enough, uh, I think he played eight games all in the second half of the season. He missed our one win, so he's still yet to stand in the winner's circle. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Really he, he, what a he was out. He was out injured in the uh, the win we had over Melbourne. Uh, maybe we had a one. Uh, might be. Maybe we'll never <laughs> win another game with the with the Silvani in the number one. <clears throat> But um, still, you know, promising signs and, it, and it probably things like that give you a lift and make you think about things about the future more than the uh, getting wins in the present. So mm. It was great to see young players like Kerno and Weedering, uh, but at the same time disappointing for Harry McKay. Although, I don't know, do you, do you think he was ever actually going to play in his first year? Probably not. I, I, think, I, wasn't great. I think he might, you know, might have played a few at the end. I don't think it was important one way or another. Uh, he might have played yeah. a couple, but it's... It's uh, it wasn't a big year for him either way. No, I mean he had that uh, he had that preseason game where he showed a little bit of mongrel and uh, he showed that he could already crash back. So I yeah. expect that he would have got a couple of games late. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I thought um, I mean, Sos or Sod, Sosos, whatever you want to call him, I thought we would not see him this year. I thought we wouldn't see him until late next year. Um, just mm. sitting there eating spinach and beef and in the weight room <laughs> for two years. And, um, you know, he surprised me getting a game earlier, legitimately after good form in the in the VFL. And it just shows, you know, some of these kids, um, you know, forget about, oh, we blood them early when they're ready. It's just, you know, he, he um, I, I don't think it mattered what the strategy was. He just made, pushed his way into the team. So, um, you know, they're, they're ready when they're ready, I think. Yeah, he was yeah, definitely physically underdeveloped, but I think what he proved was what a lot of people were saying in the preseason and stuff was that, geez, he looks like a smart footballer, like a guy who can play regardless of his size, he can contribute, and he definitely showed that, which is an awesome sign for an 18-year-old. Silvani's are made of elastic. They don't need to mm. uh, put on bulk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think overall some some promising kids, enough wins. Uh, like, I mean, you know, we said Bolton got a tick and... Really, some some good signs from the club this year outside of just the team. Oh, absolutely, um, really, that's the biggest I, thing. I'm feeling prouder and more excited about being a Carlton supporter than I have in a long, long time. I'll drink to that. Uh, uh, like I have drunk thanks. to that, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> other other things happening around the club. Um, Sam Doherty won his first John Nichols medal. First um, of many. Brilliant, brilliant season, um, along with uh, Kate Simpson and Paddy Cripps had another good one, and Bryce Gibbs had a good season. Um, no, neither, we, we expected all year, yeah, there was talk that uh, Sam Doherty was going to um, get an All-Australian Guernsey, and maybe Simpson as well, and they, everybody missed out. It was, uh, mm. I, think, I think one of them should have got in, because they were brilliant. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. you know... Used to that being Carlton supporters. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I think if, if you were on the fringe, this you know just the season just gone, I think there's a really good chance that uh, at least one of those guys, if not, and then throw in a weetering or something like that, will be in the mix for this year. But how exciting is that? It's been a while since I felt like we've had anyone who's actually a decent shot at getting in the AA. Not that it means a lot, but you know, still nice to say. Uh, yeah, we've got some elite footballers coming through. That's for sure. Hell um. Yeah. 
one other thing that's uh, happened around Carlton this year is um, we have a women's team. Um, so we're one of the, team, one of the successful team. Melbourne sides that um, that um, that got granted uh, a license for the women's competition upcoming, and um, we've had our pick our marquee players and gone through the draft and got coaching panels going there. And Dennis Armfield's helping out with the skills and all that sort of stuff. And it seems to be a whole of dangerous, isn't it? Involvement. Sorry. That's dangerous, Dennis. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have picked any. No, that's great. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, I love at least, in, at least you know that none of the, the players are going to copy him on the facial hair. So it's kind of like, <laughs> well, you'd hope. But um, no, just uh, you, you mentioned whole of club. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier as well that I'm really excited about some of the off field. Uh, I mean, you know, the women's team is, is is an on field, but for me, it's beyond just the the men's team. And this was something I, I was I was contributing um, earlier in the year about uh, the women's team. Was really exciting for me. It just showed that um, this is for me. It feels a bit of like a, a new Carlton. I can't imagine Carlton of twenty years ago. You know, someone bring up women's team and there'd be all these uh, Jack and his buddies sitting around getting drunk, just laughing about it. Um, yeah. And I think this is engaging with the community. It'll hopefully bring us more supporters, more fans, um, and just it's. I just think I don't know. I, I just find it really exciting. So um, yeah. I reckon, uh, for me, Stephen Trigg and Michael Judiciary get an, a really big vote of, or seal of approval from me as well. I was a bit sort of iffy about both of their appointments, but, you know, optimistic as I usually am. And um, the things that have changed around in this club in the mm-hmm. last couple of years are huge. And they've done a great job of it. I mean, look at us, like, uh, we're even starting to innovate a little bit now. I mean, yeah, okay, the women's team, I guess you could call it a little bit of an innovation, but jumping on board that and putting such a great... Um, uh, proposal forward to, to, to get in the inaugural season is fantastic for the club, as you just talked about. Um, then you've got things like getting a coach in who is a first-time senior coach, um, having the faith and the trust in him, going through a good process and having the right people around to check that, uh, and, and innovating, getting him a, a staff contract, um, for lack of better words, I'm not great with that sort of stuff, but you know, rather than a, a fixed-term one. Um, things like uh, just just look at how the rebuild has gone. We've got a new new recruiting and drafting uh, head, and I believe a number of recruiters as well. We've completely changed our, um, our list around in only a couple of years, even though there's more work to do. If anyone's sort of not sure whether or not this is the same old Carlton or whether it's a fresh new one, you you'll have rocks in your head because um, there's that much has changed now in the last three to four years. It's huge. It's it's funny, you know. We're... Next year we'll be rattling off your, your, your talking about Paddy Cripps and Sam Doherty and stuff, but at the same time, hopefully there'll be a whole new breed of supporter talking about uh, Darcy Vessio and Bree Davies and stuff like that. So yeah. um, it just it just feels like it's not just the portion of the community in, like it just feels like the community is now larger and they're all all in step with each other and um, uh, um, just every the inclusiveness that we never had before. There's, mm. there's no there's no boys club there anymore. Well, actually, speaking of boys' club, we, we've all got little girls, don't we? Us three. Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple. Who's, who's, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna be the first to have one play for Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty thirty three. I think mine's the earliest you can get drafted. Given 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 the fact that um, uh, I'm I'm the tallest in my household at five foot three or four. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't uh, laugh at that. Actually, <laughs> yes, you did. Um, 
Actually, with our, with our current recruiting, uh, which we'll talk about later, actually, I'm, yeah. I might have a chance. Yeah. Not bad, a, actually. Well, I, I could provide my own, my own uh, mosquito fleet, so we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've had a lot of uh, changes to our list, um, as we did last year and uh, had done for a little while, where we we're really, really turning over the list. Um, we've had uh, 12 players leave the club, 12 players come in. Um, just before I go discussing who's left and who's coming in, um, one of our elites, one of our gun players, tried to leave uh, in the off-season, Bryce Gibbs. Um, came as a bit of a surprise to many, um, given he had only he was two years into a five-year contract. Um, but uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened. But uh, how did you guys read that whole trade? I was initially very excited by the prospect of, of him being traded. And I don't know, some people, I think it, it divided people um, a lot. There were people who were 100% for it, 100% against it, which was funny. I was very for it. I thought that um, if we got a decent trade in there, then that was going to be a huge um, uh, leg up on, on our recruiting and, and uh, drafting and such with the high picks that we get for him. And I was bitterly disappointed that, that the Crows didn't um, uh, pony up with enough to satisfy our club to trade him across. And I know we asked a lot from him, uh, for him, um, but I still think the Crows could have got a, a decent deal done, even if it was like a couple of picks in the teens or something, which are first-rounders, but they're, yeah. they're teens picks. They're not top-ten picks, you know. You, you, you've got to pay... A lot to get someone who's got a three-year contract left to come over, and they just they pulled the piss. They pulled the piss on it. They didn't. They they made the grandstanding sort of um, uh, statement that he's going to come home announcement. Yeah, and and then and then failed to get the job done. And I think they walked away with a lot of egg on their face. I was disappointed it didn't get uh, the trade didn't get through, but um, a glad in one sense that we stuck to our guns as well because that doesn't seem to happen too often too much in the uh, or lately in the AFL. As we sit on the boards, uh, Stephen Silvani is in the non the no blinking zone. Yeah, <laughs> does not blink. After being accused of blinking about like Yaren the year before, uh, he's learned his lesson. <laughs> um, let's just go through some of the outs uh, off our senior list. With um, Andrew Walker and Michael Jamison have retired. Uh, we delisted Andres Everett, Jason Tut, Dylan Viajo Rainbow. Mark Wiley, Jaden Foster, Matthew Dick, Clem Smith, and we traded Zach Tui. And off our off our rook list, we lost Billy Gowers and Cameron Wood retired. Do you want to comment on any of those guys? Yeah, for for me, um, that whole list that you've gone through um, makes me uh, sad and happy at the same time. Um, it's a, it's a bit scary that. We just got rid of 12 guys that I I don't feel contributed much this year, that we had that many people on the list that, you know, didn't have a lot of value. Non-contributors, yeah. Yeah, non-contributors. And I, I, don't, I mean that with sort of, you know, respect. I mean, some of the guys like Tut and Wiley, um, you know, were, were really solid in, in VFL, but just probably weren't, um, you know, just weren't good enough for AFL. Um, and I think it was fairly easy to, to cull 10 or 12 players this year, which... I'm, I'm waiting for the year when we don't have that. Um, the good yeah. news, I guess, is that we cut to 10 or 12, and I don't feel that's going to cost us next year. I mean, 
Um, obviously, Andrew Walker and Jamo have been really good servants over a, a long time, um, but they they were sort of you know injuries and and they were sort of at the end, so to speak, and, and didn't yeah. do much this year. Um, Zach Tui, I think, is probably the only big loss. Um, you know, there's uh, arguably we can replace him, but certainly he's been very good for the last few years, and and that is that is definitely a loss. Uh, and then outside of that, I mean, you know, look, Clem Smith didn't. Uh, didn't, just didn't, didn't come make, on, did he? Didn't, didn't really make it, you know. DVR didn't, really, you know, didn't make it at all. Um, so from that perspective, um, I think there's not a there's not a lot of pain next year um, from mm. from what we did lose this year. So a, a big thanks to to Walks and Jamo. And look, every you know every every one of those guys. I mean, even Cameron Wood when we recruited, I thought it was absurd. Um, and <laughs> and you know, and he went from you know his first training session of running laps and being you know, huffing and puffing like a 80-year-old chain smoker to putting in, um, like last year, he was, you know, you could, he was more than serviceable. So, you know, all yeah, of these... Great. Guys, he he uh, was worth it alone for that game where he just lost his shit against Geelong. And, and Selwood. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, so good. I, I think, I think we'll, we'll all have a, a, a place in our hearts for, for him um, for that moment. But um, I, th- I look, think it, it was called a, a rock bottom, if you, <laughs> anybody watches WWE. Yeah, that was um, great. A big thanks to all those guys, but um, you know it's it's freed up a, a bunch of spaces for you know hopefully a bunch of uh, exciting kids and some some interesting trades and some exciting trades this year and uh, it's been set on the boards. Maybe we've got one more year like this, and then I hope at the from now on, you know, at the end of every year, it's the hardest decision Sauce and Co have, have faced. Yeah, no, I completely I, agree. I I kind of like I don't like seeing guys delisted without playing a game. That I feel I've, I, I, I kind of just wish that um, Rainbow had actually got a game with us. I mean, if we've Clem, Clem Smith can get a handful of games without really showing anything in the VFL, then uh, DVR probably could have it as well. Just, just, just have that one game on your resume. Um, hmm. You know, it's an important thing. But uh, actually, that's a good ch- question though. If you were an AFL footballer who got cut after a couple of years, would you would you prefer to have? the I played one game or would you rather just say I didn't I didn't make it. I was on a list, didn't didn't get a game, that's fine. I take one game. game. Yeah. 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 I watched a, I watched um some old timer from you know decades and decades ago. Um they took him out to, it was a You're talking about live, aren't that, you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched Thylacine sixty get taken out to uh, Princess Park. Run. No, no, it, I, I, they took somebody out. It was a, a Carlton one gamer, and uh, they took him out just to reflect on that one game and what it meant to him, and you know where he took a mark or where he actually kicked a goal in that one game or something like yeah, that. Right. You know, it was just and and that one game meant something because mm. he was forever a Carlton player. Um, you know, so true, true. And yeah, I, I, look. I mean, we're we're supporters. We take the one game and we and we'd live off it forever, and and we'd build it up, and it turned into forty five possessions and six goals. And I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't play on because I did my Achilles, and that was the end of it, or something like that. But you know, <laughs> not the three minutes, not the three minutes that you spent on uh, off the bench and got knocked out without touching the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. So I feel for him for that because because I think at one stage he got uh, he was an emergency. I think maybe uh, yeah. for yeah at least a couple perhaps. Um, yeah. So I, I, what was interesting actually this year is that um, I was surprised you've got uh, a new coach in Bolts and you've got 
sauce, you know, fairly new, and I, I suspected that they would run through everyone just to give them a, a shot. Um, I actually got the feeling, certainly by the end of the year, that that sauce and bolts, I think, um, want good skills. I think sort of the the someone as an example, like a Jason Tut, uh, you know, look, he 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 has a crack. He's got, you know, he can run, but his skills and decision making is just ultimately. I think you could say, you know, even if he if he could justify giving him a few games, I think you'd say he's not going to be on the list in five years. And I think they've taken a that kind of um, decision making on the list where they've just gone, look, you're not, you're probably not a long term player, and we're actually not going to waste time uh, yeah. because you know someone like Tut, when Murphy went down, you you could have argued Tut can come in and do a role for a few games. Um, you know, same for Wiley. DVR, you could give him a, a go at, at halfback flank, and I think they just went not good enough. Um, We've already made up our mind. You could tell yeah. all those guys that they delisted, um, and, and Jason Tart was certainly burning it up in the VFL like in yeah. the second half of the season. Still one of the one of the best, and um, but all those guys did not get another game um, during that losing. So uh, period. yeah, they, uh, they had that know, ever, once ever. Early, was, I think. Yeah, once ever it was dropped, um, they decided no, you're not coming back in either. You know, we're going to stick to the guys who we, we want to go forward with. So it was pretty easy to see who was likely to get the cut. Yeah. Do you think uh, that I think some people out there would argue that we probably cut too many each year, and that's why one of the reasons that we're taking on a lot of fringe players from GWS and you know what some people are getting called salary cap dumps. You know, players who probably aren't going to make it for us, but we're taking them as part of bigger picture stuff to get other players and where they're just filling another list spot more than likely. Do you reckon I, that's I, the case? Or I think it's more strategic than that. I, I don't think we're playing, we're taking a, a, a salary dump just to fill a spot. I think we're doing it to be clever that if we can get three good players cheaply by taking on a fourth, um, oh, yeah, someone sure. else a favour, I, I think we're, we're doing that rather than going, Let's take, uh, let's keep two players and get two new ones. It's let's go, let's get as many um, young players in, and if we have to do, you know, some kind of interesting deals to get that done, and I and I am all for that. I mean, I, I'm I'm always I'm kind of always trying to look at the fringe. How do I make this work? Clever, yeah. you know, what kind of dodge, no, maybe not dodgy deals, but you know, left field thinking. And um, so I I reckon you know, like the the pick twenty eight trade last year was just. You know, yeah. amazing. Um, well, we're taking on board a lot of players that um, that have had a junior pedigree, so they've actually had a really good grounding coming into the system, and they're, they're not in the they weren't in the playing seniors for whatever reason. But I think the skill level, even taking on that board, those players or salary dumps, salary cap dumps, um, the skill level is incrementally incrementally improved from the players that we've just just delisted. So. Um, we we and and but the thing is, those guys come in, they might get two years, or we're seeing out their contract. But next year, if they haven't shown anything in those two years, they're the next lot to be cut. So we we we've, you've always got to have some in reserve that you're going to cut because you have to make certain amount of changes to your list. So, oh well, then well then we're 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 fine. Then we'll be fine for a few more years in that case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's that bad. No. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 go and discuss some of the ins. Um, um, a, a little bit of housekeeping first. Um, Kieran Byrne has been 
uh, taken uh, elevated from the rookie B list. He is now on the senior list, even though he will not play for probably half a season at least um, with his uh, ACL. But um, you know, he was he had to get come off that list, so um, um, that's a that's a good thing for us because uh, we don't want to lose him because other teams would have been circling. Um, and Kieran Sheehan has got a fourth rookie year, um, some some sort of permission there from the AFL, I, I believe. Um, he was on the uh, category A list, and he's gone back to the category B list. So, um, and that that's good that we can keep him, and hopefully, uh, because Karen Burns probably going to miss half the year, somebody like Karen Sheehan could uh, could get elevated and actually might be perfect to take that spot. Uh, um, yeah, very very um, uh, good of the club to to show the faith in or. To, to reward the loyalty and effort of Sheehan um, hanging around because he's been constantly injured. And um, I think I posted this as well at one point. I was like, it must be such a massive, life-changing thing to come halfway across the world. For, it's a second time for him, I think, as well. Like, he had a second crack at it. Came over here, um, uprooted his life completely. Admittedly, while a young man, you know, that's, that's sort of a great time to do this sort of stuff. But to be so close and yet so far for so long... If we had to cut him, I would have been really disappointed in that decision. So I'm glad he's, 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 uh, the AFL has sort of come to the table and let us hang on to him for another year. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go through our other pickups one by one. Just a bit of a word on each one, if we can. Um, uh, we traded for Caleb Marchbank. Uh, a word, a word. Um, oh, you can say a few, <laughs> a few words. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is an exciting pickup actually uh, because. Really, it really helps with the uh, the flexibility of tall players to have um, to Marchbank and the other people that we're going to talk about shortly as well. I think great pickup. Yeah, and I, I, you know this was I guess the the main target in trade period for us. I think virtually every trade we did was was based around what we were going to hand over for to GWS for for Marchbank and others. Not that the other ones were irrelevant but i think march bank was was the main game and that's who we wanted that's who we got and um sauce likes his i think i think the team is being remade in sauce and bolt honor um every player we've recruited in the last two years seems to be 194 95 centimeter key position backman or uh 175 centimeter small forward um outside <laughs> mid so i think we've got a team of sauces and and bolts um and um Marchbank is an, another sauce. So they're keeping score. They're just uh, they've got their whiteboards and, and comparing. I think so. Uh, no, Marchbank very talented. Obviously, hasn't had a um, a great run at it injury wise. But assuming he's good to go, um, GWS were sad to lose him, and we're happy to get him. Well, you know, with Marchbank, Weedering, Plowman, and uh, of course, Kitty um, Doppy there, and and the old campaigner. Uh, no, no disrespect, uh, Kate Simpson. Oh, that's uh, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only on Big Footy. Um, um, it's, it's gee, that defence is um, really taking shape, and it's it's fairly exciting, isn't it? So very. Um, uh, we also picked up. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll just name the rest of the GWS guys. So uh, Jared Pickett and Reese Palmer uh, through for bit of change really um jared pickett uh former pick four two years ago 
Um, everybody knows who Bruce Palmer is. He's been around for a little while, uh, about 27 years of age, and he's uh, uh, a solid uh, sort of inside-out midfielder who can kick goals, so maybe we needed that. Skills are a little bit um, hit and miss sometimes, um, but he's certainly experienced hard body in there. Yeah, it's a couple of interesting pickups, those ones. Um, I can see the sense in getting Palmer, and I think I think ultimately it will prove to be a wise choice because he'll be able to play for us for a couple of years um, and, and sort of really help that transition through of uh, the younger midfielders that we've picked up, for example, in this year and, and in the next couple of years as well as they sort of come through and, and, and eventually replace players like him. So not a bad pickup with that. and I wasn't particularly excited, but it makes a bit of sense. And the picket one... Um, it's a really interesting one to get Jared Pickett. Obviously, he's coming off a long-term injury, the foot injury, um, yeah. and there's question marks over his fitness and how well he's sort of, you know, maintained, you know, diet and exercise and all that sort of stuff, which, to be fit, like, it is a flag. It is a flag that you sort of go, oh, okay, you, you know, how how hard a trainer is this guy sort of thing. And we've had so many issues with guys like that in the past with Menzel and... And and uh, you know Yaren even things like that. Wait, yeah, these sort of and and uh, you know I'll obviously allow him to um, the benefit of the doubt and time to prove otherwise. But it's a flag nonetheless. And I go, oh gee, you know this guy's got apparently all the talent in the world as well. I really hope he makes it and he he pushes really hard because he could be a yeah him and some of the other guys we've picked up could definitely be that X factor, that spark, that pace you know, good skills that we lack and that we desperately need. Um, he could definitely be one of those guys. So all in all, you know, very interesting pick, and I really hope uh, he becomes that for us. He could, he could become elite, couldn't he? So for, for, not, for nothing so, at all, yeah. he, he's, he's got those mm. uh, elite skills. I, I think I think Palmer could be the best pick 135 to ever play. <laughs> 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 um, I I mean, I look, was hoping obviously... to use that pick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, obviously, he's a little bit older, and sort of Shan covered off on that. But I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to play better footy in the next few years than most people are giving him credit for. So I, I think it's, um, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm hoping so. And and one thing I did like is that you know, obviously, played mostly Neefel this year, and he's and and I understand that Neefel is well below AFL. But his numbers were just insane, and for me, that's not so much a sign of yeah, he's talented, um, but it was a sign that even you know they sent him to the seconds and he didn't drop his head. He just mm. um, smashed out like he had games where he had forty possessions and four goals or something, um, and you don't do that by just resting on your laurels. So I'm hoping yep. uh, you know this is probably his last AFL line, um, and he's just going to give it his give us his all, and and we'll get some good value out of him. Yeah, um, the other trade uh, was. Uh, involved in the Zach Tui trade as uh, Billy Smets we picked up from Geelong. Um, he's hasn't had a lot of football for a few years. He had a lot of injuries. Um, showed a lot of signs. I think he was a first round draft pick uh, way back when, um, five years ago or so. And um, and uh, you know the hot its highlights video um, looked very impressive. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not sure about it, but um, you know, coming from a long way back, since he hasn't really played quality football for a fair while, but um, mm. you know, um, we must Actually, have seen on, something. Yeah, on this, um, I don't think we really gave much of a rap to to, to Tui discussing the outs. That's um, I, to, to just um, 
uh, step back a little bit. That's a big loss. I'm a big fan of Tui and wish him all the best at Geelong. But um, gee, that's that's. I know we've got it. We're looking like we're going to have a really good defence and everything. But it's, I'm going to be so sad when I see him pull on a Geelong jumper and play for them. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but that's that. Yeah, that's a knife in the gut. That one, not not real happy about. It. <laughs> and and uh, I I agree. I mean, I, I think it was covered on the board, but I got the feeling he was semi pushed out as well, which which makes me a little yeah. a bit more sad about it. Uh, and then on, yeah. on 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 top of all that, I don't think we got great value for him. So mm. in terms of the trade, um, I think we probably did the best in the circumstances. I think might have been uh, EP Eric Pasco. Or someone else suggested that if we'd done any better, you know, it might have impacted our GWS trade and all sorts of things. But, um, yeah, that that whole thing left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, So I'm going to miss him. But, uh, again, it's it's not going to pull apart the the club in the same way as if we lost. You know, Sammy Dock on the other halfback flank is, is, is a bit different. Yeah. Exactly, you know, Zach, Zach's rising, I think he's 27 or something like that. Mm. And, um, yes, it was an uh, understandable decision if they did push him out or sort of, you know, put the pressure on him to by low-balling with the contract. Completely understand that by the club. But we had, still, uh, we, we had no trade currency. Yeah. Well, you know, we, used up all yeah. That, we used up all our trade currency last year when, you know, Henderson and Yarra and everybody left, um, and we had nobody that we could really afford to trade out, and... Um, I guess if you're going to trade somebody out, then a halfback flanker is probably uh, and then, with a little we bit do of have, value. Yeah, we do have some good young halfback flankers coming in too. So he really was the obvious choice, I guess, if you're trying to trade into some more draft picks and everything. The really yeah. unfortunate thing was that Geelong, after spending all of these picks, didn't have all that much to give us in the end. And yeah. so, you know, obviously that, now we're talking about Smets. Um, you know... I, Wish him well and all the best. I can't really see where he fits into the team as yet. I haven't seen a great deal of him, though. But I think something that was interesting was that we had some Geelong posters coming in um, and really saying that Smets is, again, sort of, in a, sort of similar to Pickett, but um, he, he's a very, very talented guy and has just had a bit of an unlucky run with injuries. And if we play him where he should be played, we could get a lot of, you know, we'd be really yeah. happy with the trade. So that's a positive. I did. I did note most of the Geelong um, posters that came on, which are quite respectful. They did all uh, unanimous to say, "Do not let him anywhere near the back line." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, so, Bolt, right Bolt, Bolt, if you're listening, um, the Geelong posters on Big Footy say, "Play him at half forward." Um. Okay. To the national draft, and with our well, eventually. Uh, you mean, sorry. Have... You, you mean the, the Carlton's grand final? Carlton's grand final. Look, it, it was it was a crystal term. Yeah, it was the grand fi- grand final on the big footy uh, on the big footy blues board for a long, long time. Um, I think probably halfway through the season we were looking towards the draft. Well, probably all year we're looking towards the draft. Really, this, this, this is what we train for on big footy. This is what we train for. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Uh, all our warm-ups with about 5,000 fandom drafts and uh, list management threads and everything going. That was that was uh, more more discussion around that, uh, around that mark than the actual football, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, ha- we had pick five in the national draft and we, uh, and we made a bid for a GW, uh, set of, Will Setterfield, the uh, GWS player, and that was Max. So um, that became pick six for us. And with pick six, we took Sam Petreski-Season. Um, 
from WA uh, via Halls Creek. Um, he's a he's sort of an infectious character, isn't he? He's a he's an inside out midfielder with exquisite skills. Uh, kicks off both sides of his feet, as he says. But uh, so he kicks, but he kicks with both feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't noticed that, but. but... Yeah, Definitely I've been noticing it, yeah. that every, every interview he gets, I say he picks off both sides of the seat. So maybe he's talking, maybe he's talking uh, Stevie J style. I don't know. He might be. No, he's, got, he's, got, he's got really skinny feet, and so it's off both sides. <laughs> like, like ice skate play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but gee, he's an infectious character, isn't he? He's a very likable guy. Shit haircut. Very likable guy, though. I can't oh, wait on, to see. What about play. rat's tail? Oh, the fuck off tail. What the shit? Oh, I'll tell you what. He, if if I could still grow hair, I would be growing a Petrovsky Seton rat's tail right now. <laughs> I've got not really. I've got a rat's, I've got a rat's tail. It's not on my head, but um, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, Petrovsky Seton was rated as the number one draft pick um, twelve months ago and more. You know, all during two thousand fifteen in his in his underage year. Um, he was he was going to be the number one um, standout, and obviously a few have came up come up this year, and and uh, he's been overtaken by a few. He had some injuries, but uh, which which certainly impeded his form. And people got this little perception that he doesn't get a lot of the ball, like sort of a Cyril Rioli type and stuff like that, which I don't agree with. Um, he certainly he certainly goes inside a lot. He gets a lot of clearances. He gets a lot of tackles, and um, you know he's still averaging about twenty disposals that's not uh, that's not Rioli territory at all so you just go if he's if he's if he's fit and I think it's some uh, might have been a couple of soft tissue injuries he had this year but if he's uh, if he's fit I don't see any reason why he doesn't go back to being potentially the uh, the best player in their draft are you are you saying we can't we can't believe he was available at our pick well, he, we had another one on our list the whole time yes <laughs> Look, I, I'm I'm very excited about this pick. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, like you said, inside outside. I mean, you you, you look at him, and I, I I will say it that there is a stereotype that the Aboriginal players are. Uh, I don't want to start up this whole thing, but they tend to be very exquisite skills, um, and 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 have and have <laughs> and, and have pace, and some of them um, are suited to being, you know, like a winger, like a Brad Hill, Peter Matera type of. Um, just that really silky player, but um, SPS has—he's hard at it. I mean, he's not that big, but he crashes, he tackles, um, and and he—you he, know about it. Um, quite a lot of the recruiters have said that. Um, you know, it's—he—he he tackles as hard as anybody in there. He gets his own ball. He is—he is an inside-outside um, uh, midfielder, so he gets the ball on 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 inside-outside, left, right. Both sides of his feet. He's, he's an all-round <laughs> player. Four um, months. Oh, so I'm I'm Looks very excited about it. He's a some, some, out there. <laughs> exactly. Look, someone that can can get in, get like you said, get the clearances, um, but then also have the pace and the skills. Um, uh, you know, I think it's very exciting. Um, like you said, he, he's very infectious. I've just loved his interviews. He just seems yeah. um, just he's so excited about playing footy and making it to AFL. Um, and you know there was talk about another whole big thing about flight risk, etc. But um, you know, it, yes, I'm probably just parroting what he said in interviews. But you know, he he made it from Halls Creek, a, a tiny remote town, to Perth for a few years, 
and now uh, to the to the big smoke, so to speak. And um, it just it just seems it's also just to me it's a great journey, a great story or journey of bolts in my head. Um, but uh, a, a great journey, a great story, and, and I can't wait for him to make the team and and become a Colton champion. Yeah, I think he's he's got uh, star and um, fan favorite written all over him. I cannot wait to see this guy play. I think it's going to be really exciting when he pulls the jumper on. Well, you know, the word silk is used a lot, and um, and uh, a lot of sort of phantom drafters have made the made a maybe a slightly more inside Sean Burgoyne. Burgoyne sort of comparison because he can play forward and he can go back as well. So he's very, very versatile in that way. But it's just those exquisite, silky um, skills that sort of remind you of the time and space and the and the poise uh, to and evasion skills of uh, of a Burgoyne type. So um, our second draft pick uh, ended up being number twenty-seven, and it is Zach Fisher. Um, he's a Who's that cute little boy? boy. (laughs) I'm going to call him Zach Ferris. Um, Are you kidding? He's he's, uh, 175 centimetres or something. He'd tower over me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why why everyone's calling him a small midfielder. But anyway. (laughs) And he he has no problem growing hair. He's got a a fair bit of it. Um, Um. yeah, he's a he's a he's an inside mid, and people sort of looking, oh, another midget, that sort of stuff. And I've seen a few, I've seen a little bit of criticism, but just the, the, the explosive pace he has, and the summing up of play, and the way he uh, comes out and meets the ball, and um, and, and dishes it off uh, light and fast. He's a, he's a mm. quite an exciting prospect, and and he racks up big numbers. Yeah, um, and, and and I and I guess I've come around to go. I sit there and I watch the. Some of the little guys go around and you sort of see what Caleb Daniels done at the Western Bulldogs and stuff like that. You go, you know what? We used to have these players once upon a time back in the uh, back in Mosquito Fleet days. And, and, and it's sort of, I think we just got a little bit carried away with everybody being an athlete and being tall rather than just being natural footballers who can get the ball. Um, if you're a little bit shorter, well, what's going to ha- what's the worst that can happen? You probably they're, they're tough as nails. They're going to they're going to get a lot of head high free kicks, I assume. Mm. Uh, watching yeah. his highlights, um, he and I've only seen you know YouTube highlights. This is YouTube recruiting right now, but um, he is there has... any other kind? <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails YouTube. Um, he, he he seems to me like he's got that intent and the endeavour. Um, to win the hard ball and play tough football for and for a guy his size, that's particularly impressive. But yeah, I'm I'm not interested at all in what uh, his what it says in the height column next to him. Uh, it's all about the ability and and the intent. And he seems to have both of those. One thing that stood out to me watching the highlights was how quick he was to dispose of the footy, both hand and foot. He gets the ball down to his foot. So quickly, um, but it's not very—it's not very far to go. Admittedly, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like he's so quick to dispose of the footy um, and works so hard to win it as well. And his disposal is very good. That um, I think he's got—if uh, uh, he can continue to, to work on his uh, deficiencies, build on his strengths, become a bit bigger, faster, all those sort of things—he's got all of the the, um, the skills you need to be a uh, more than just a contributor midfielder, to be a really, really good player. And I can't yeah. wait to see how he goes. 
I agree. And, 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 and another vote here for the you know, footballer over athlete. If you can yep. get the ball and you can make good decisions and execute reasonably well, that's it for me. I'm not care, don't care as much about pace, uh, how high you can jump and, and, and how tall you are. It's just getting the footy and doing something smart with it. And I think he can do that. And he can do it quite quick and he's got pace as well. So I think, I think uh, hopefully he makes it. Next at uh, pick forty-seven in the draft, we took we we placed a bit on Harrison McCready, um, who was a GWS Academy player, um, and he was highly rated in two thousand and fifteen. He was top ten rated, even in the top couple in a, in, a, in a few early um, drafts, and uh, he disappeared off the radar. Didn't have much of a year. Uh, GWS had moved him up to Sydney, and he was in a boarding school or something like that and yeah, didn't like playing Neefel, I think. And um, we he was expected to go high, so bidding at him 47, GWS actually had the points to match that, and they chose not to. So uh, my understanding is that we, we were a little bit surprised. Uh, so I don't know whether we just keep them honest or we actually wanted him, but we do have a, another uh, key defender, He's better, what is he, about 196 centimetres, something like that. Can um, play as a forward too, apparently. Yeah, I think he's done a, done a little bit, but he's known, as, he's known as a defender. So he's certainly racking up some um, some talls with a with a decent uh, pedigree. And he's a Carlton supporter. He was racked. How good is that? Yeah, that good so on good him. I, I think the reason GWS didn't match is they thought there's no point them taking them and then just trading them back to Carlton in two years' time. <laughs> they just thought, just, look, just take him now and save everyone the trouble. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, but they, they could get 100 and pick 135 off us again. Five, they might. <laughs> um, yeah, look, look, look. a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, look, a, a, another one in the sauce column for me. Um, uh, you know, a, like, a high, highly rated, you know, key position Probably mostly Backman, but I, I, yeah. I don't know whether to talk about this now, but for, between, uh, you know, we went from having virtually no young key position players 13 months ago um, to having a question going, you know, we might send some of these uh, Backman forward. And um, it's very interesting. Up forward, you know, you've got Harry Mack as the big one and, and Charlie, uh, you know, Kerno and Soss as, uh, you know, maybe, you know, mid, mid tall sort of forwards. And then, uh, down back between Weedering, Marchbank, um, McCready, Plowman as an as in maybe an in betweener, mm. uh, um, you know some exo- It's still you know a lot of that is still unproven, but at least we we've, we've got a, a you know yes. some potential, some some good young stock there, and and it's now going oh we we might actually have one too many, which was well, inconceivable a year ago. Sorry, 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 Shane. Don't 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 let him forget the experienced uh, key back we've got back there. That, don't let him. Rally. I'm going to jump in and do it for him. I Sam was going to do it. Well, I, I like the fact that <laughs> I like the fact Ferris he used the word stock there um, because we've now got more genuine, uh, like tall, uh, key key tall players than we have positions for, and all of them are rated quite highly. And a lot of them are still very, very young. Um, I think it's going to become a case where um, in the next couple of years we'll be cashing in on those players who, who can't get a game in the seniors because we've got too many good players. Hopefully this is the case. Too many good players yeah. in the forward line, in the back line, and we're going to end up taking these guys, like 
for example, a McCready um, that we got for pick 40-something or whatever it was, and, and trading him up, and we're going to get a, a first-round or early second-round pick for them. Um, well, well, also that, that, that what we can do for the uh, for the Northern Blues, um, you know. So you're getting these, yeah, these also genuine really guys growing their team, and it's going to be good mm. for the development of of across the board, all the way up the field. Yeah, um, you know. And, and so once that side, because that's probably been our biggest issue with the Northern Blues, just don't fire, they don't develop in there, and the guys, a lot of players have sort of got to make it into the seniors to actually show their stuff. Um, mm. So. You know, you change all that, and suddenly all those talls playing back in the v in the VFL, which is of a higher standard than the NEFL, of course, is um they're gonna they're gonna be worth something. Well, I, 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 I think I think look, I'm very skeptical of of draftees. I think you know, particularly past, let's just say the top ten or top twenty. Um, I think it's pretty speculative. I don't care how highly rated McCready was coming into the year. I've seen his highlights. He looks really talented, but for me, there's still, you know, it's probably more likely he doesn't make it than he does. And it's not him specifically, but just anyone, you know, th- second, third round onwards. So if you've got, if you want three tall backs, I want five or six on the list um, because I think you'll only end up with three or four making it. And then you've got injuries and all sorts of things. And what Shan talked about before, the best problem to have, if you, if you recruit too many and they all make it, then great. Um, I, you know, I doubt we get to that stage, but if if it if that if that's our problem, then I will be doing cartwheels. So, um, <laughs> and if and if we don't, we're covered, sort of thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, our next pick was uh, pick fifty nine, and it's well, it was a little bit of left field. This one, um, Cameron Paulson. Uh, he's a small, ridiculously forward, uh, good looking man. I, I, was gonna, I was glad you said it because I was I was I was going to say it and I thought I, I didn't know whether I should or not. He is, uh, <laughs> oh. he is, go- he, he is going to be a, a crowd favourite that one. But actually, on that, I, I'm sorry to interrupt during your intro to him. I um I, I, while we've been talking, I've, I've brought up the the Carlton webpage and I opened up in a few different tabs on my internet browser the all the new players Williamson, Fisher, and Paulson. They're all uh, these three. Uh, tabs right next to each other on my screen um williamson then fisher then paulson i'll invite anyone who's listening to this afterwards if you're at a computer pause pause the podcast um open up those three players in tabs next to each other and then click through the tabs i had to hold in a massive laugh i actually had to mute my mic the the three guys their heads have all been photoshopped onto the same fucking body (laughs) it's hilarious (laughs) Yes, like it's the same body and their different heads pop up. It's like something out of South Park. It's brilliant. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it's such a terrible job. But carry on, sorry. <laughs> so, I, 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 by, the, by the way, I hope you're not insulting uh, Carlton's a graphic designer because that's, I believe that's our graphic designer and one of our marquee female signings as that's, well. That's Darcy Vessio is our graphic designer, isn't she? I'll yes. leave that out in post. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, leave no, it even. We'll invite what... her on the podcast to take you to test. <laughs> oh, I, think that's, I think that's what she said about the screenshots of the three players. I'll edit that in post and just forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just anyway, quite back, funny. Back to back, Cameron Paulson. Back, back to Cameron Sorry, Paulson. go. Cameron Dreamboat Paulson. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we'd uh, recruit a guy who was out with a shoulder injury for half the year and pick him up in the 50s. It just, uh, it's very strange. You know? Shout out to the coach for his inside info on this too. 
Yeah, yeah. A, a bit of inside info on, on when we did that last year as well. On some yeah. kids in the 50s with a shoulder injury. <laughs> no, it, 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 it sort of smacked up a little bit of a, of a uh, Cunningham-style pick, even though Cunningham went a lot higher. Um, just, uh, you know, sort of getting them out of the – mostly because of what they've done in school football. Um, he did have, I think, four games in the TAC Cup um, before he did the shoulder. But, um, gee, his highlights tape is uh, brilliant. And I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, the pace. The, um, the, 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 the tape of him, his name being read out of the draft, that it was uh, taped inside the family home, was uh, it's a tearjerker, isn't it? Yeah, oh, but shut that dog up for Christ's sake. Like, Teach <laughs> yeah. some discipline. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, that was brilliant. Absolutely love it. Uh, did he actually... I never actually confirmed this though. Was Paulson was he a Carlton supporter or not? I don't know who he supported. No, I'm I don't know. Sure. But he, yeah, the the how ecstatic the whole family was though when he got uh, drafted was just phenomenal. I love seeing that. Oh, yeah, did you see the? Um, yeah. Did you see all the interview the drafting uh, interviews? Um, yeah, I did. He, he was by far the, the he was he was he's another Sam Doherty. You know, he yeah. speaks so well for an eighteen year old, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, was he the one who was paired with um, McCready, who is the exact opposite? Who, who was it? <laughs> I, I, I was I was going to be more uh, diplomatic and say there was a bit of a con. Look, I, you know, I, I won't say that McCready didn't speak uh, fantastically well, but. Um, Oh, I don't Whatever know language he was sentence. speaking, maybe yeah, but... he spoke it quite well. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, look, look, like Cameron Paulson, no, very, very well spoken, and and I think uh, Kerr as well um, mm. spoke very well, and and did, and yeah. uh, and SPS in his own style was was uh, I think quite um, infectious. Infectious, mm. exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. Harrison, Harrison McCready, if you're watching this, we love the fact that you got drafted. You were excited. You got drafted to uh, to the team you supported as a kid, and uh, you know we're not. We're, we certainly understand that it's hard being thrust in in, uh, in front of a microphone, and life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're <laughs> going to get. Um, um, Just like this podcast. <laughs> exactly. except, um, except all three of us are like the Turkish delight that just gets left at the end that nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to pick sixty-one, that was uh, Tom Williamson, uh, formerly a supporter of the Dirty Magpies. He's now in the uh, Carlton Colours and seems to be relieved that he's uh, seen the error of his ways. Um, but he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a bottom major. Mm. Uh, so he's only just made the made the draft. Um, he seems like a solid unit, about 190 centimeters, something like that. Um, yeah, that's right. Seems, seems to be having a bit of size to him as well, and um, gee, a bit of a power runner. He just likes to burst through packs, doesn't he? So common um, theme with all of the picks, but yeah, he he um, at his size, it was quite impressive. He's still a light fellow, obviously, uh, compared to normal AFL playing sort of weight. But uh, gee, I look forward to seeing him perhaps do that, and, and touted as a midfielder as well, despite him being a sort of a flanker mostly. Yeah. Um, apparently, genuinely can play in the midfield as well, which I think is the same for a couple of the draftees. Very exciting stuff. He, he tested extremely well at the uh, mm. at the combine. Um, agility and, and endurance, I think. And he, looks pretty, he looks pretty quick. I don't know what his sprint times were, but... Um, really yeah, good. Certainly. I think it was yeah, top 10 and 20 and all of it. Certainly, some yeah. pace good. Yeah, I like having a little, you know, and, and players like that will get a good, you know, three years on the list to show their stuff, and um, and that's good. So yeah, oh, sorry, um, actually, just reading in his bio here, um, 
uh, finished first in the agility test, second in the three kilometer time trial, uh, and top 10 in another five tests, including the beep test. So he tested extremely well. Yeah, a bit of a show off. I think I think maybe came first in the beep test. Um, just yeah, <laughs> different, different test. Anyway. Different. Not sure of the result, but anyway, that's, that's yeah, the bleep test. followed by Peter Dean. Um, um, yeah. And our last choice, our last selection in the national draft. Such a fairy tale. You know, we thought uh, people were talking about whether we do this with our with our second pick, and uh, he's lasted Ooh. all the way to our sixth pick. Patrick Kerr has uh, has finally realised his dream, and we're playing for the Carlton Football Club. And um, of course, he's the grandson of the uh, late great Laurie Kerr, and um, you know, just another just another nice story. You know, our Silvani story is ongoing, and. Uh, no, it's good to see, uh, and I believe um, Caleb Marchbank also has uh, his somewhere in his family, yeah, like a great or... great uncle or something like that. Yeah. Jim, Jim Marchbank used to play for Carlton, so um, yeah, it's it's good to see these sort of family connections being made. And you know, he's a tall forward, so what is he? Uh, you know, I think he's up to about one hundred ninety-four centimeters. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Hi- highly rated in the um, highly rated during the. Uh, TAC, uh, sorry, the under eighteen championships. He um, he performed quite well, and uh, you know he's a bit of a straight leader and a strong mark and a reasonable reasonable kick. Um, um, I guess the knock on him falling uh, down the order uh, is more to do with the perceived lack of agility. Yep. Um, and um, so you know we'll see. And that also happened to others like uh, what's his name, Josh Battle, was it? Um, mm. uh, he fell down under similar circumstances after being highly touted. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, but, you know, as we as our midfield develops, uh, you know, maybe he won't be hung out to dry uh, because he'll start getting some decent deliveries. So, you know, we can only hope that let's, let's hope he makes it because that's a good story. Yeah, and let's face it, I mean, sometimes key forwards don't have fantastic agility. When was the last time you watched Josh Kennedy kick ten a bag of 10 and go, oh, but only if his agility was a little greater, you know, he could be a player. I, I think Kerr, Kerr has shown that um, he's got all the basic skills um, and ability to be a good shot at uh, making an AFL level. So he was the, I'm reading as well, former vice captain of the Oakley Chargers. So leadership apparently is um, is very, very good. So, great, yeah. Another really good pickup by the club, the family connection and the fact that he can actually play and he's a good forward um, as an as under-18s player. Excellent stuff. Um, absolutely. Um, then we um, moved on to our rookie draft. Uh, we did a couple of interesting things there. Um, I'll just uh, mention that uh, we, we had del- previously delisted Andrew Gallucci and we've re-rookied him. Um, apparently... Yeah, he came, he had a he had a lot of bad luck last year. He was injured uh, very very early. He didn't get a chance to to show anything, and um, he turned up to uh, to training um, uh, when it, when all the first second year players had to go back. He he turned up in ripping condition apparently, and um, and Silvani uh, wanted to reward the hard work that he had put in. So that's really good to hear. Yeah, right. I hadn't heard that. Well, I, I think um, I, I know Shan loves his uh, Schrodinger's cat, and I just feel that <laughs> that Andrew Gallucci was kind of in a box last year, and he he didn't do anything. We don't didn't see him do anything right, but we didn't see him do anything wrong. 
Um, yeah, that's so right. We, we kind of don't know. Um, you know, it was an interesting one that we, he kind of didn't have the chance to, to prove himself. But like you said, he came back a good nick. We know he's he's uh, good around goal. Um, and he's in, Jeez, seems the, the be... people loved him at that nab game that he played too. Yeah, because he, he was a real... He was a real... Well, he, forgive, forgive me, he was a real prick. Um, he was a real... <laughs> He was a real, he was a real Valentine, wasn't he? He was getting in their faces and roughing them up. He gave away a few free kicks. Um, I like to see a little mongrel, a little terrier. Yeah. Um, no, so I, 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 I didn't yeah, get the game. It's certainly, you know, I, I think for you know a rookie pick, you've got to you look for players that have, um, there all those players are going to be imperfect footballers. You don't pick up a well-rounded mm. footballer in the rookie rookie uh, draft. Um, so you need. One or two elite characteristics. You know, this guy's got speed. He's got good um, goal mouse, but he may not be able to run through the midfield. You know, like your classic, maybe looking back in the day, like an Eddie Betts type um, that that might have been overlooked. Oh, he's a specialist small forward that doesn't have a tank. Well, yeah, who gives a stuff? He can kick goals and he's quick and he he can pick up the ball from, you know, in the middle of a pack. Um, And leave your club as a free agent. And, yeah. Yeah. So see, so, yeah. he does all sorts of things you never knew he could do. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I think you know some some of these guys, um, you know, and and like the the next guy we'll probably talk about Le Bois, Le Boss, Le Boss. Well, well, let's 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 talk about uh, our first rookie pick, uh, rookie draft pick number five, Kim. Well, so this is. I've I've heard it pronounced Labos, which I want to call him. I really hope that's right because Labos would be Le Great. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and um, but uh, if if it's Le Bois, I'm a bit worried about that one. Um, I'm pretty so, sure it's Le Bois. Le Bois. Le Bois. I'm pretty sure. That's what I would go with, but uh, Le Bois. Le Bois. Yeah. So Le Bois. I, anyway, so. Um, Kim Lewis. Look, he, uh, I, I saw a, a couple of um, you know, sort of renowned phantom drafters actually having him going to us in the national draft, probably you know fourth, fifth pick, something like that. And I thought, well, I'll be happy with that. Oh, and um, to, to make it all the way to the uh, to the rookie draft, I'm, I'm even ha- even happier. Um, again, another small forward. Um, he's he doesn't hasn't really gone through the midfield, but He's got a bag of tricks and he's quick. And, you know, the fact that we can throw it, we, we, we've got our Galucci's and our Lebois and our, um, uh, I guess, uh, Pickett and Sumner and... and um, Lamb. People like, we have a few, don't we? Who, who have I missed? Oh, there's somebody else that I... Uh, Paulson as well. Paulson, yes, yeah. so Paulson. Um, the fact that those guys can go through, uh, play as small forwards, it just sort of... That's what we've been missing. Our, our forward line's been so static. We had nobody there that can really uh, just lightning quick latch a point, be front and centre and and, uh, and and snap a quick goal. We've been, we've really been missing that since uh, we lost Betts and uh, Garlas and, and and obviously Yaron when he used to play down there. Um, we've we've and it's it's probably at the right stage to start picking up those guys just so the midfielders can be rewarded for their work getting it in there, and so the forwards don't get left looking like statues as the balls run away from them all the time. So it, it's it's about forward pressure. And uh, we we identified how slow we've been 
Um, certainly the two games we played against St Kilda this year really, really highlighted that we were treacle slow uh, in comparison to the way they moved the ball and and, the, and some of the foot speed they had. Um, that They're the two games that really stood out. And, and the fact that yeah. we, 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 we brought in, we, we were lacking in speed and we were lacking in uh, scoreboard impact. And well, that, so that's we the were, thing. If you're not fast, you have to be really good with your skills and we were neither. Well, yeah. Neither. Lebois. Whatever. <laughs> Le boss. You you say Lebois, I say Leblos. Leblos, exactly. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty astute pickup, and you know, look, it's, it's just maybe we've got too many of those types now. I don't know, but um, you know, we're certainly going to see a little bit of excitement. I think uh, it's going to be a good journey. I think uh, other other than that, uh, we mentioned Sheehan coming back in the rookie. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and uh, we've also got the uh, our, our our second pick in the in the draft was a, another Silvani uh, that of twenty uh, nine year old fifty three gamer Alex Silvani, the second oh, yes. cousin of, uh, of of our list manager. Um, he's he's plays as well, he's really a third defensive tall, uh, but he can he does play tall from a, on occasion. Um, I guess the big it knock, it? He's got a good attitude out on the field. He's uh, he certainly he certainly gives it his all, um, and he's quite capable of beating some big names. He just uh, hasn't exactly been durable, and he's you know hasn't hasn't for the time he's been around um, hasn't hasn't been given a lot of game time. So uh, you know. Uh, the club said that they they just wanted to. We've got a lot of uh, developing key defenders, and um, we just want to bring in some support in case somebody goes down. Like if you lose a, um, we've obviously Jamo retired. If you lose, say Sammy Rowe to injury, or we want to use. No, don't say that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so that's that's what uh, that's what Alex Savoni's there just to prevent. Uh, you know, if you, you don't. You probably don't want uh, Wearing and March Bank um, to be your key defensive tolls. Um, yeah. You know. Well, in even, even even in Sauce's uh, rap, he said he's you know he's hoping uh, Alex can come in and play some good footy in the AFL and VFL. I mean, he was pretty yeah. open about it. Um, so anyone anyone up in arms uh, about it? I, I think if you're going to recruit a player really to play for your VFL, I'd really like for the Northern Blues to actually recruit them. Um, yeah, but, that would be but, but but he, but I think he is good enough to still be playing AFL. Um, give us a few years of backup and development for a second exactly. round rookie pick. I think it's fine. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts as well. If he does nothing but play VFL football and lead the back line down there, which will be bereft of anyone, I guess, unless like a Simon White isn't playing and he's down there. Um, there's no one else of real great experience down there that I can think of off the top of my head. If if his job is to lead that and just act as a backup in case we have a couple of key defenders fall down, then then that will be a, a pick well spent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, that leaves us with a senior list of forty four category A rookies and two category B rookies. So there's no nominated rookies because we've got a full senior list, but um, we do have Karen Byrne who probably. Uh, um, will have enough time left to get over his injury unless he makes a remarkable recovery to um, be able to uh, promote a rookie um, 
Um, we'd do that immediately, wouldn't we? Yeah. Sorry? We'd do it immediately. But, he'd be, he'd be, because he's on the senior list now, we put him straight on the LTI and we can promote a rookie. I think so. Um, and, and it's just a matter of, I mean, I would have thought, is, there's a few options there. You know, I can see people, people think LaBoss is going to get LaBois, LaBois is going to get um, whatever, whatever his name is. <laughs> So let's have so much him. fun with this. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, uh, Pepe Le Pew, Pew might get some games, but um, um, I, 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 I'm hoping that Karen Sheehan is uh, is our number yeah. one choice. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty. Um, that'd be pretty sensible. The club's been has not been proactive about um, promoting rookies when we've had LTIs. Um, I think they've seen it as we've got a spare spot. Let's wait and see who we need and when we need it, rather mm. than here's an opportunity to get a rookie list player playing some AFL football. It's a breaking case of emergency. But I think Sheehan would be an obvious one if he's fit. Yeah. Well, if we if we got a say if we got a Ruckman injury, I could see them leaving it open for you know maybe somebody like Korchak to to come in. It's way too early for him, regardless. So we we would probably we would probably play Rowe, Casbolt, Gorringe, any of those in the Ruckman. Gorringe, we, we would play any. We, we'd probably play oh, yeah, Lebois, I think, before we play Korchak in the Ruck. <laughs> <laughs> I I really want to see him. I really want to see Korchak play. <laughs> Uh, I just want to see if he gets done for travelling or something because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be uh, it would be priceless. But he's a big boy, and it'd be nice to see a big solid boy too. You know, so um, looking towards now that our list is finalised, looking towards our 2017 season, um, how do you think we go? How does it look? Is it people? Uh, it's been a bit, a bit of a school of thought that we're going to take a backward step because we're going to be playing more younger guys. Um, it looks to me that our ins are far better than our outs, mm. um, and I'm, I'm expecting that our game plan is going to uh, come along a lot better. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we'll we'll be somewhere around the same mark, um, and even I don't think we will. I think um, there's a very there's a there's a much greater chance that we improve in terms of wins and ladder position on last year than, than if we were to um, actually fall away and, and drop down the ladder. Um, but even if we do, even if that's the case where we, we only pick up five or six wins in 2017, I think the club is going to be in a better position than it was at the end of this year regarding the list, off-field. Everything about it is going to be better. We're going to have more games, more development into these young players. We're going to be ready to take another group of, of draftees and, and whatnot. Um, I... I I'm fully confident in what the club is doing at the moment. So I declare right now that there is no possible way we go backwards in 2017 if you're not taking the one and only measurement being where we are on the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, a a step back doesn't necessarily uh, mean... On the ladder does not necessarily mean that that you've regressed as a football team. Yeah, that's right. We will improve, yeah. We we, yeah. we are we are getting pretty good the last few years. We're well versed in the. It's not about the wins and losses. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's but, been brainwashed. Um, but I I think um, I mean pretty much I feel pretty much the same. I, I, Stockholm I, syndrome, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure if we'll, if we'll win too many more than seven. Um, I think you know. Yeah. Ballpark maybe maybe six to eight is probably about right. 
Um, I don't care where we finish on the ladder as long as um, along the same lines of what we did this year. When we're losing, we don't blow out. We're competitive. Um, you know, we push the good teams. We don't lose to the bottom of the ladder teams when we shouldn't. Um, and we have a game plan. We blood a few more youngsters. Um, I think the ins are probably, at this stage, look more valuable than the outs. Not necessarily so much for next year, though. Like, um, yep. you know, some. I, I think a few years from now, the ins hopefully will be making a big impact. So I don't think we move... Maybe we don't go backwards. I don't see us moving wins and losses ladder too much forward, but it's part of the bigger picture that, that you can tell the teaching, the development. We start really started from scratch last year, and I think it's just building on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm going to put it out there right now. Whatever happens, I believe, and uh, in my heart of hearts, that we're going to finish above Richmond in 2017. So you can put your... Uh, take, take that to the bank as someone recently posting during the trade period would have said <laughs> well good call <laughs> <All right. laughs> i'll take it. i'll take it and because i don't want it to go anywhere else <laughs> and, um i was gonna no i won't talk about any of the posters on big footy you know who you are you all we've got about five people who requested uh, that we do this um, podcast now so um we we want to see that you've all um You've listened to it and you're commenting on it and giving us uh, really good feedback and uh, about what legends we all are. Thank you very yeah, much. If you listened all the way through, um, type Purple Monkey Dishwasher and post it in the thread and we'll know. Yeah, Purple Monkey It'll... Dishwasher. If you, if you don't do it... Um, then we know you're and... just a part-time listener and, yeah. Dirty, rotten liars. Yep. Um, all right. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Thank you very much, Dog. Thank you, guys. It was great to uh, do this again. And thank you, Ferris B. My feed has just cut out, so it's a uh, good night from me and it's good night from them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and um, I don't know when we'll be back, but it'll be sometime in the new year with any luck. Don't believe me. Um, <laughs> night all, go the blues. Go blues. Come blues.